You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome to this week's episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. This week we are sitting with Alex V. You may remember him from his previous band Atreyu, but now he fronts the Dead Icarus Project. Or not? That's not the name. The project's name is Dead Icarus. I don't know why I said it like that, but the project, comma, Dead Icarus. That's what it should say. Welcome to the show, Al. How you doing? Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me on. I think uh, I think you might be on for something there with that <laughs> name, the uh, the Dead Icarus Project. I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah, but yeah, that's my new jam, Dead Icarus. Nice. Well, congratulations on that. I know it's been kind of like a tumultuous last couple of years, so we'll kind of dive into some of that. But let's talk about the new project. Um, you know, you started up a handful of years ago, and it kind of sounds like. And no shade thrown to anybody, but it kind of sounds like it's probably what your original project was supposed, not supposed to sound like, but should have sounded like in the later years of the discography. It seems like a little heavier version of, you know, metalcore that you guys were doing back then. Yeah, yeah, I think that there's there's definitely a feel for that. You know, these these songs that uh, we've been releasing as Dedicarous uh, are, are about two years old. Uh, at this point it just took forever to to actually get them out um i i run hot and cold with the different things that i'm doing in life from like painting or going away for months to guitar school uh gabe's also an enterprise earth so he's traveling and busy and and, and he's also recording other bands and everything so it took us a while uh to finally get everything together and get it out there but yeah it's, it's super awesome i don't i don't try to necessarily there's always going to be like a uh, comparisons to atreyu because of because of me you know what I mean? Uh, you know, good, good or bad, I'm fine with all that. Um, but uh, I think that now, especially we're we're working on a full length album now, and we're getting new songs. I think the music really stands alone. No, no subtle shade thrown on anyone. Mm-hmm. Gabe is a much different guitar player with much different abilities, which is were different than Dan and Travis. Totally, totally different, uh, different style, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Brand and Brandon Zaki as a drummer. Uh, is is probably one of the gnarliest, if not the gnarliest drummers I've, I've ever worked with in any capacity or been around or seen. Um, so I'm, I'm very lucky to to be with these two guys, you know, and, and I was lucky to be with the dudes in a tray, you know, for, for so long as well. But this, I feel like it stands alone. You know, there's always going to be those ties and the comparisons. You know, these first songs too, like, we were still forming the idea of what mm. Dedicarus's sound is going to be there is because there's no rules yet. And even then, like since those, I've already learned things that I want to lay into more and things I want to veer away from. So, man, so it's it's exciting shit, you know? Yeah. Exciting time. How did you and Gabe kind of like link up originally? Is that something that you just kind of like knew each other from like, you know, touring in the past or running into each other at shows or, you know, being in the quote unquote industry? 
Um, we had some mutual friends. I was looking for someone to to write with. I don't want to. I don't want to write in like a full band mm. capacity anymore. I'm sure, you wrote in a semi unique way until they they started working with Feldman, and then it then it kind of changed up. But to where like everybody would kind of contribute something, you know, and that's cool. I've done that for twenty years, and now I want to have my say completely because at the beginning of a tray you maybe for the first one to two into death grip i had a lot of creative control mm. um and then as things kind of shifted and everyone became more confident and willing to throw stuff in that that's kind of the direction things went you know what i mean and then i would say i would veer to say maybe other people kind of gained like their their sway and influence over the band you know what i mean so it kind of ebbs and flows but in this it's just my like me, like me and Gabe essentially. So we we had uh, some mutual friends in uh, Mike Milford and Scott Lee. Uh, Scott Lee manages uh, Enterprise Earth, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or nothing's changed. So we we kind of they kind of hooked me up with them. So and Gabe and I started talking. I kind of gave him some rough ideas. I wanted to sound like kind of the metalcore that I grew up with, mm-hmm. I guess, without being just like that, but with like I've always loved pantera you know and that's kind of the first music the first metal band that i got into was pantera and sepultura um so you know uh i wanted i wanted that sound i wanted kind of that that vibe that pantera has i don't know if it's a sound i don't know if you can sound like pantera right. you know what i mean but yeah. that, that like the kind of who gives a fuck and this is fun but it's nasty at the same time you know um and that's kind of been a primary goal for gabe and i is to to write songs that are going to be fun to play you know the they can be emotionally heavy or, or not, you know what I mean? But the music itself, we want it to, to, to be, you know, pretty charged and, and, and pretty upbeat. And, uh, man, Gabe writes some riffs. Yeah. I'm lucky to be working with them. Yeah, those, are, those aren't those are bad bands to want to at least uh, try to, you know, copy, not copy, but emulate. So, you know, yeah. Sepultura and Pantera are definitely, like you said, they may not have like a, you may not be able to copy the sound, but there's a groove or, a, you know, a vibe to it that definitely can be, hopefully harnessed uh, by by those who are you know willing to for sure to try or like as a, like as a vocalist if you go listen to like even performances like i think mm-hmm. phil phil on the reinventing the steel overall it sounds awesome like it's a really cool like he's he sounds fucking mad and angry yeah. and it's believable you know uh, and i think that's awesome you know, I love that. I love that feeling. Like, uh, I, I want to convey emotion like that through music because I think it can get lost. It's easy to, to lose it. You're in a studio. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Life's, e- life's easy. You know, you're detached maybe from your what you're actually singing about. And I think reinventing the steel and shit like that, like, fuck. Like, you know, you kind of push push back. Like, he's, he's fucking reeling. And so stuff like that can influence you without even, you know, being direct. Like, oh, I'm trying to sound like this or I'm trying to sound like that. You know what I mean? Just... Oh, that performance, like the way that he commits to that is very interesting and, and very genuine to me. Yeah, I am. Um, personally, I never really was like a super huge fan of Pantera back in the day, uh, you know, because like I guess what it came down to is I may have like entered the heavy, heavier music world and they were already like a somewhat established band. So like in my head, they were like my dad's band or, you know, like you have like Led Zeppelin yeah. and everybody else and your your dad's listening to and they were already a, like a not old by that point but they were already an established band uh but i say that to say that last year or this past year i believe um we saw them at rockville they they played rockville and that was probably my only yeah that's my only time i've ever seen pantera live but uh, i will say it was very impressive they didn't pull out any hair hair uh hair metal 
tracks from those yeah. early days, but you know, I was I was thinking maybe it would be cool to have one of those. Did you ever kind of like uh, mess with that version of Pantera? Um, I've heard it. I think those songs are like enjoyable, but I wouldn't, you know, respectfully, I wouldn't go choose to listen to those. And I don't think that obviously that they would go choose to listen to those because I don't think they're really trying to relive any of that, you know, and I was, it's early in their career, you know, that's gotta be so long ago for them. And I can kind of, I can relate, you know what I mean? I know what that feels like. So, yeah. Um, do you, uh, cause we've gone, I think you and I, at least through the lamb goat Twitter at one point, or maybe the Instagram, because uh, I know you've definitely talked to Alex uh, once or twice, but I think me and you went back and forth a while ago, and it might have been like right after everything went down with with you and uh, your prior band. But to to try to be on the podcast, but uh, you know, one thing leads to another, and obviously that probably wasn't the best time for that to happen. And uh, you know, and, now here we are. <laughs> yeah, I got a mouth on me, and I think when everything went down with the, the band, um, you, know, you could say it was maybe. A- contentious situation um my what everyone expects from me who knows me is is fucking crazy shit to come out of my mouth and i yeah. felt like in those situations and all that the only time when i piped up or maybe we said a little something here or there was when i if maybe i felt i don't want to say the word attacked mm-hmm. but i felt like things weren't being conveyed like the right way other than that like you know i i, I did my first interview in several years like three days ago you know, yeah. so it's like number four for me in in several years, because um, I I purposely like what a, I I just wanted to get away from that whole situation, um, and how am I going to get away from that if I'm like going out and like fucking doing interviews, talking about it yeah. all the time, you know? So the best thing for me was to to just let whatever narrative was going to get put out there that I left or whatever fucking bullshit that was put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is what it is. You know, the official, the official words uh, that everyone agreed upon in lawyers and things like that right, is part right, of the way. Right, so that's right. the phrase that that needs to be used by by everybody whenever they discuss it. You know what I mean? So I that's how that's how I put it. You know, that's the nice way. Mm. Um, and so when that like that kind of parting of ways happens, it's like, dude, like, it. I so want it's like to a bad be a breakup part- between like you know like an ex girlfriend, like a long time ex girlfriend. It's yeah. like a divorce, you know, as 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 nice they can put it. There's a yeah. lot of the relationships and feelings in there. And when those things sort of happen, it's like, dude, I can say crazy stuff. And I'm an emotional person. I thought it was just best to kind of bench myself through all that now uh, and kind of learn learn things. You know, I've learned I've had a, 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 a arc about learning about my mouth and about <laughs> learning like when to use it and when to like try to be the heel and when to like shut the fuck up. Right. And so, you know what I mean? It was. I've learned from previous experiences, like the whole metalcore thing and stuff like that, to be like, man, maybe it's there's more power in silence right now, um, and let let people think what they want or say what they're going to want uh, about it, because that's ultimately what people are going to do anyway. Of course, you know yeah. what I mean, based on their previous history or their previous things in life. So, you know, I'm, I want to be a part of positive things that I am juiced up and excited, like I'm excited to do in my heart. And I can't say that that was the direction that I was in 2020 and prior. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so now, man, I, it's, I'm so lucky. There's a, you know, a, a curve and a path to get there. And it was it was a little a little fucking painful and lonely. You know what I mean? But man, like what a, what a good story in the end one day. You yeah. know what I mean? When it, when I finally am able to to come out and like X, Y, Z it all uh, for the Netflix special. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
it's going to be sick. You know what I mean? It'll, yeah. it'll be very interesting. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's, it's a, life's a journey, you know, and I think I've, I've learned a lot, uh, and, and through being humbled in a way, um, yeah. all, you know, I'm, I'm Alex Markotsas. I'm Alex from Atreyu and I've done that. That's been my life. That was my life for 20, 20 plus years. You know, we started the band when I'm 14, 13, yeah. 14 years old. And for it to end like so abruptly, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, my wife's six months pregnant. I, oh, I feel like I, I've got no friends and the couple I have, I can't see anyway. Right. Cause it's from fucking laws right. or whatever. And so it's just like, man, it was a, it, and I have no job. Uh, so it was a pretty, it was a pretty crazy time, but I feel like you need that. I feel like people like me need that. Like I need a little, a little humbling, a little perspective to see what, like how lucky that I am and, and how lucky I just to be alive. And then to have all that I'm afforded to have through through hard work, but then also just through fucking blind luck and opportunity. Um, life's a blessing, man. What do I have to be negative about? And I was in such a negative place for so long because I, I don't think I was following my internal compass kind of like I felt like I should. I felt like I artistically maybe in the band, you know, to go off on a sidebar here. I wish I had voiced more my dis, not my discontent, but my hesitance in the complete change of directions mm. that kind of took place. Uh, that was very rough between death grip and lead sales. I'm all for change. I'm all for growth. I signed the major label deal. It was a huge part of all that. I don't put that on anyone else. I'm not trying to say I was forced into anything because I know that's the cool thing. I try to say, put off on other people. I was a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, with that being said, I see the the delivery man here real quick. So come back, ahead, pause, and we'll, we'll jump back into it. Give me one sec. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was no, in the no, middle of a... A good tirade there, but yeah, I, I rambled. It's all good. It's all good. I was gonna touch. I was gonna bring up the fact that, like, you know, you guys, and I don't plan to harp on a tray you all day long or your previous projects, all all uh, podcast long. But there are a couple of things that I kind of am curious about or, or want your opinion on. But you yeah, know, like the thing with you know, since you guys invented metalcore, JK, I know that that whole thing is a whole running joke. And, you know, you recently like walked those claims back per se, and we can get into that. But because you guys were such like a, in, I mean, it, it for what it's worth, Atreyu, especially at that time when you guys were on Victory of Suicide and, you know, like uh, The Curse and all that stuff, that those were kind of like monumental records for that time period. You know what I mean? And uh, it is kind of, um, you know, you, you admitted that there was a change when signing to a major and all this, that, the other stuff, but still it's, it must be difficult really though, to be a part of those records and for them to be, I don't want to speak for anybody, but like I'll speak for myself that those seem to me like Atreyu's seminal records, like the mm -hmm. curse, the curse is definitely one that probably like got you, got you all like the most notoriety at the time. Cause like, I feel like, that record just kind of like slingshotted you guys out of like whatever uh, tier, sure. whatever band tier you were. And then, you know, elevated you to like, now you're on MTV, MTV two, and you're doing all these videos and stuff like that. And then, um, was, nuts. <laughs> yeah. Was it ever like daunting to try to like copy that or like one up that record? Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this and give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? 
Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lamgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lamgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. You know, we never, I don't think, I don't think we, man, it's so hard because it was so many years ago. Yeah. I don't know if we like ever thought about it. I just thought it was like onto like the next big adventure, next big thing. And it was under, you know, and that was going to be, you know, being on Hollywood records. And then uh, it was like, we're going to work with, you know, Feldman. Um, oh, how to put it, how to put it. <laughs> uh, like, and, and, and you kind of know, well, at that time, maybe we didn't know because I don't think John's reputation was as was as known by uh, people in the industry mm-hmm. or what what you're kind of dealing with, or that you're gonna you're gonna lose control uh, to a degree. I don't think I'm saying anything disrespectful, but you're bringing in another person, so obviously you're gonna have another person's input. But yeah, that that other voice person sure. is a very very strong opinionated voice about a certain thing. And I, I, honestly, I I don't enjoy what he does with scream vocals. Obviously, mm, mm, uh, yeah. it didn't work out too well for my stream vocals. They changed and evolved. And, and and I'm a big boy. I'm a big fucking boy. I'm very opinionated. Uh, I do what I want. And I should have I should have been a little bit more of a badass then instead of playing badass and being tough in interviews and talking shit and doing all this stuff. I should have I should have been more true to the music then. But man, it's like it's a crazy thing because you've worked this time since you were a kid. And like the fucking the dangles right there in front of you, you just got to reach out, bend just a little, bend just a little to get there. And like once the bending stops, or once you like, I like to say, once you get on the train, you don't get off the train. Yeah, um, there's no getting off the train. And I think we just went maybe a little too far. Maybe theoretically, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Actually, I wouldn't, I won't, don't just to come off like I would say I would go back and change it because everything that happens leads to a point, right? But maybe the point that. Uh, lead sales came out should have maybe been a few more records down the line. Mm. I think we could have worked into mm. that point instead of so abruptly going there. Cause there was a, there was like an evolution. Brandon became more involved and interested in the band in general, starting towards at the right. When we started to record the curse, he kind of like, like really kind of came online more mm. before he was just like the younger brother in the band our younger brother kind of like you know what i mean yeah um who drums you know he's a talented guy whatever but he really kind of he came on more online with like his, his what he thought and that that evolved much heavily more on the death grip and then it was like a mix of more of all of us and i thought that was that was a transition definitely from the curse right but then the transition from um the curse to lead sales is maybe like too drastic you know i could see uh, that yeah and- i could see that I think we could have metered that more, but I understand. So I'm fighting the most wicked migraine. I don't know what's going on. It's like I drank 16 beers last night and I didn't. Um, I understand what it's like to feel betrayed by a band. And I think that's kind of what happened. I think like we, we had that change. And a lot of those fans who devoted like a lot of time and love to us for suicide notes and the curse or just came on for the curse, but the curse had hit like kind of like feverently. Mm-hmm. And we just toured nonstop for like two years or whatever, when it came out. Where yeah. So there was like, 
uh, people, some people I think had grown attached to the band uh, and, and it was our lives, you know what I mean? And then, and, and I, we, sh- we kind of shared that thing together. This is still pre before like the internet as much. Right. Yeah. Like, was, early, early you know? MySpace days, early, early internet. I remember. Yeah. 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 For sure. You felt like you were a part of a cult, like a part of something of special. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, well, I liked Atreyu or I like Killswitch or Poison the Well. I like these special bands that nobody knows about yet. Right. And they're so good. You know what I mean? I'm not necessarily saying that about us because I know it's going to. No, no, no I can agree. I, I can but agree like, with you on that because it, it definitely was like, uh, and uh, that's why I brought that up earlier is because I feel like you guys were on that first wave of like, uh, quote unquote, whatever metalcore, you know, because there was definitely a difference between the early 2000s metalcore and like late 90s metalcore. But like that well, wave made it so much more palatable and like bigger. You know what I mean? No offense to anyone like Dead Guy or Drowning Man or any of those bands. But oh, and that's the thing is like, this is what sucks. Uh, like, cause I, I went Drowning Man. Yeah, I toured with those dudes back yeah. in the day. Simon Brody is like the fucking nasty, was the nastiest dude to tour with back then as a baby band. Oh my God, we yeah. were not ready to like baptism by fire. But anyway, we go back to it real quick. Um, that I handled that so ridiculously and to frame it like the medical comics, we might as well just hit it real, real hard here, real quick on Lambert. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, I talked about it once. This will be the second time I talk about it and then we'll be done. But I, it was dumb. I said it 100%. It's in words and in writing there. I wasn't trying to mean anything else when I said it. I was disgenuine when I said it. I don't and did not believe that. But, but, I, I dude, a tree use, and this is like another thing I saw where some like some some other news outlet tried to say it was a publicity stunt. It wasn't that thought out? Because if it was that thought out, like management probably would have been like, nah, you maybe yeah. don't say that. Um, but we're doing interview. I'm doing this interview, and the dude keeps calling, and I think it's lame because I don't think highly of myself. I'm very hard on myself. I'm very critical of myself. Keeps calling us like the kings of metalcore. The dude who was doing that, like you guys are the kings of metalcore. It's so fucking lame. I my son's in the car with me, and we're driving around. My new he he can hear all this, and it just seems funny to me. And I was all post workout, so I'm all pumped up, you know. <laughs> yeah. My, my kid from daycare, whatever, and I'm like, yeah, well, you could just say we invented it. We predate these bands. In my mind, I'm like, fuck, like where did that come from? Uh, and I'm like, we well, you know let that. You should walk that shit back right now. And I was like, no, fucking let that right. Mm. You, you've done thousands of interviews where you're the nice guy. And nobody fucking cares. You gain nothing by being that, unfortunately, in this industry, right? Um, And some dudes can really get away with it, saying whatever the fuck they want, even if it's something that's offensive. Maybe Ronnie Radke, right, is a Mm -hmm. good example. And he grows because of that, right? Um, The feel for me is like I said something fucking stupid like that, and it was me trying to trying to be like the heel, trying to trying to fucking like stir the pot if you will to get people talking about my band because at that point i'm we're i'm feeling pretty irrelevant in the band and how the band is we're nowhere near the curse level Mm -hmm. at all respectfully it's not a dig at anybody you can't be on top you're never at the apex of any sport or anything and i look at this like a sport forever you can't apex forever but we weren't even close to that and this is my baby and it's changed so much and it's i only i only have a piece of the control i don't want to say it was like lashing out but it felt like like dying fucking thrash thrashes. It was not even a sound idea. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not. It wasn't based by like fact. You know, I said something. I mentioned like Killswitch and Poison the Well and the dates of when all their stuff came out. And I think like I I only mentioned that to say like there was no internet to where I could hear Poison the Well at that point, or I didn't know about it. Right. We weren't listening to each other. Like I know for a fact Poison the Well did not listen to a tray to sound like Poison the Well. 
I did not listen to them or Killswitch to sound like a Treyu. Does that does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. We all listened to the, like the bands that came before us and the like the like OGs. Like we all like Pantera, and then we all like like some fucking band that sings. So we're gonna mix singing and screaming together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it was a, it was a, a dumb callous thing. My I don't even know if I'd go and take it back because everything leads you to somewhere and I needed to learn a lesson about not being true to myself. And I, I said something stupid and I kind of deserve to for not forever be remembered, but I shouldn't forget. Right. Right. You should never get to like who you are and you shouldn't. So like the fact that I, you know, that some people, that's how they want to remember me. Like, that's good. That keeps me like fucking humble and, and keeps me not saying stupid shit to, to better myself. I should say stupid shit when it's genuine mm. and I can say stupid shit when it's genuine left and right. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah, and so yeah. when you're, I saw, I, I sold myself out. I feel like I got a lot to make up for. You know what I mean? That being said, I won't say who, but maybe somebody in my band messaged me later and said that that was great. That was exciting. You know, I got a message from another singer in a well-known band who could equally say that they are, it's not a bench sevenfold, by the way, but another band that could say that they have a very strong claim to whatever the metal core. And he's like, dude, that was awesome. I wish I had thought of that a while ago. Yeah. But, but when I say it, it's like, oh, the metal community, I think it was even Lambo expected, expected, expected the, the metal community to have his back on this. Why the fuck would I inspect that? Atreyu yeah. is like the least liked band on Lambo. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm sure there's one or two more, but why would I expect like the metal community that kind of like shunned us right like there's people who like us but atreyu was never like the cool fucking band like i, I won't go on and say what cool bands are cool and not but there's bands that it's cool and there's bands that not and atreyu was never like maybe for a hot second at the curse but then after that you know <laughs> i would say polarizing more we're more yeah. of a polarizing band and that's cool that's what who i am that's what i want to be polarizing makes you fucking feel something you feel alive i fucking love this i fucking hate this i feel passion i feel alive Mm. I feel alive when I'm fucking floating in the middle. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I want to, sure. and that, that's what I'm all about. So, and I went off there on my thing, but that, the, the metal court thing was dumb. Here is the closing definitive thing that you can all fucking fight about below. It was Caven. Suck my dick. Ah, it was yeah. Caven. Yeah. I always thought it was Caven. Caven predates like the Hydra head stuff or the demos before them predate it all. And if we look at what modern metalcore is, which I guess could be its own fucking thing, and I will outline it now. Yeah. And there could be like the singer, old singer from Atreyu says what model metalcore is and, and hopes that you'll like his new band, blah, blah, whatever. But dude, they're, they're singing right, they're screaming, there's metal riffs, there's solos, there's breakdowns, but there's also like a little bit of like the, not like programming, but atmosphere and mm. stuff. And Haven was a pioneer of that, the seeds and the little breakaway parts in between songs. And they were doing that well before. And I know because Atreyu was like, we tried to, if you if you listen, I can't remember what Caven song it was, but there's an old Atreyu riff on like uh, like the first EP that the band did. And we tried to jack like the panning dual guitar, like thing that Caven did on like Juggernaut or one of those songs that was so progressive and awesome. I love that band. If we're going to give my two cents, I think that did. I think... There's some bands that came before it that came close, but maybe they didn't have the singing parts or they didn't have the shredding. So like they right. couldn't get in solo. They didn't have that. I think, I think cave and takes a lot of that for me. They're one of my favorite bands too. Uh, you know, it was an exciting time for music that the late night, the late nineties into the mid two thousands. Crazy. Super cool. Like, and, and you know what, but I feel like now is a, is like a renaissance of excitement. I think technology is humans' minds are catching up with the technology that's that's at our hands, 
and we're learning how to use that. And I think music's going in all sorts of different crazy directions. I mean, you know, you look at like a falling reverse song. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's it's huge right now, right? And it's a mix of so many different styles. Yeah. That's he raps in it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, years ago it was like E Town Concrete back. Yeah, that was it. You know, Candiria too, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's like. That, I think it's fucking cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that falling in reverse is the be it end all of, you know, um, you know, merging styles together. But like they're in the forefront. They mix all these different things together. And there's all these other bands like what, like Bad Omen, Sleep mm-hmm, Token. Mm-hmm. A lot of these bands that are huge right now are kind of like throwing a finger to being metal or this or that, and they just make cool music. And I think that's where that's where I want to be. You know, yeah. um, this is a metal, metal, metal core, melodic death metal band, but like what leaps and what um, risks can we take in that to make it exciting? You know what I mean? Of course, and yeah. I'm all for that ride. And I, you know, I, I do want to kind of give you some kind of flowers because again, like, you know, like you may not have, uh, I don't, I, you didn't invent metalcore obviously, but what you did, what you guys did was show a lot of people what metalcore was. And those people probably <laughs> were, yeah. And those people were probably never really, you, you might've been the first of a lot of people's first taste of like heavy music and stuff like that because of you guys' ability to be on these big time like MTV2 shows and MTV and music videos and, and be on like the tours. I mean, like you guys were doing, you know, bigger heavy rock to, like festival tours back in the early 2000s before, you know, it became like a thing in America that you would have like Rockville or something like that. Like, you know, you were correct me if I'm wrong, you were like on Sounds of the Underground and I believe like, uh, was there an Ozfest or two? Yeah, was there an Ozfest in there, mixed in there, some too? Yeah, I think we did Ozfest twice. We did two Warped tours. Maybe a Sounds of the Underground, but we definitely did a Taste of Chaos. I think I might have been thinking Taste of Chaos, yeah. One or two Taste of Chaoses. Can't get that taste out of my mouth. Those were those were fun. It was like us and Avenged Sevenfold. Or yeah. There was like Deftones and Thrice. I can't, like, what a fucking lineup. Um, and then like what we did the Lincoln Park tour, the Project Revolution tour, yeah. we got to meet all of those guys and uh, Chester before his passing. That was super, super cool and humbling. You walk into a room and you're me and it's like, oh, there's Buster Rhymes. Like, oh, it's a trip. <laughs> oh, there's there's Lincoln Park. Okay. Yeah. And, oh, there's fucking Chris Cornell. Like, yeah. this is nuts. You know what I mean? Uh, that was a crazy day at the office. You know what I mean? I'll ramble since that's what it's all about. I'll give you a quick, Go for it. quick yeah, Chris yeah. Cornell story. I like to tell stories. So is that the the this famed vocal coach guy, this guy Ron Anderson, and Ron's worked with like Matt from Avenge and like Mary J. Blige. I think Ron is unfortunately deceased, mm. but Ron was a dude. Ron is a player, right? So I'm at Ron's house, and like I'm a, I'm feeble. I'm, we're in there, we're going like making some dumb dumb sounds because it's all about dumb sounds. Vocal warm ups. The more efficient they are, the dumber you have to sound. And there's a knock at the door, and I'm you know who could it be? Door opens. He's like, you know, I hear this voice. I'm like, damn, that voice sounds familiar. I kind of look around the corner and it's Chris Cornell. And he's he's there like 30 minutes early for his vocal lesson. So Ron's like, oh, just sit over here, you know, hang out in the other room and wait. Mm. And I'm like, no, Chris, go wait in your fucking car. Don't wait in the other room. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? I can see that. You can tell now I'm like pulling my hair out, just still thinking about it. Uh, and Chris Cornell sat in the other room. And was listening to me just, just you know, make weird sheep noises and crap for for thirty yeah. more minutes, uh, and I just drove home in silence. I just drove home. It was what like happened? a forty-five hour, hour, yeah. hour hour long drive, and I just sat there like, 
that was so weird. Yeah. Was it Cornell? Like, I don't, and then I was like, he doesn't know who I am. (laughs) Ah, we're fine. Until he talks to the guy and it's like, Ron's like, who was that? And he, oh, well, it was so-and-so of this band. And then he goes and checks you out, you know? Uh, Well, thanks for, thanks for ruining that for me. (laughs) 15 years, 40 years later. (laughs) Yeah. He definitely probably heard you guys, you know? Uh, But yeah, I mean, like I remember that Linkin Park announcement and that was a crazy announcement to, you know, was that the same one with AFI? No, 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 no. Okay. okay. Cause I don't well, they... think we've ever toured with AFI because we would have annoyed them to no end. We would have got kicked off the tour. I'd be like, dude, like, remember when you like did your hair like that in fucking 1999? Oh my god, I drove. We drove 15 hours once to watch you guys play in Detroit. Like, we would have fanboyed out too hard. Yeah, AFI would have got us removed from the tour. Yeah, can't no access to the, these guys. They have to stay in their own. Yeah. They have to stay in the back. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's um. I mean, there's we can in, we can talk endlessly, obviously, about Atreyu and the times that you all had in there and everything like that. But I again, just the kudos for you guys running the long career that you had had. I mean, like and again, it was one of those probably like parting ways or breakups or whatever you want to call that is kind of like somewhat on the same level as like every time I die's split. You know what I mean? Like these are ba- like you guys were bands that you know move the needle for 20 something years whether you know you fully enjoyed what you were doing what the project what the product did was open this world up to a lot of people uh you know and again like there needs to be bands that are more palatable you know like sleep tokens not a thing for me but i understand what it does in the in the universe of heavy music right like you can yeah. you can get sleep token on mainstream radio or mainstream you know whatever and then if you're into that, you know, you'll do some research, hopefully, and you'll find Lamb Goat and then ruin your life. You know what I mean? And you'll you'll find all this <laughs> other heavier music that's, you know, on, on a yeah. different level. You know what I mean? And I understand that everything needs to have everything has a place regardless. You know what I mean? So, yeah, kudos for you guys for doing that, obviously. And I, I would say, like, the curse probably played a big part in, like, me getting into metalcore because that was kind of like one of the first metalcore records i really heard of because you know i wasn't i didn't have an older brother showing me the cool stuff or or a, a cool person that was already you know knowledgeable about it i had to find all this shit on my own do you do you remember when it first started getting called metalcore because i don't no it was already metalcore when i was it called metalcore back then i mean i'm talking like, like 2000 and okay 2002 2003 like i when i started like getting on the okay. internet way more prevalently and when my my because I was a new metal kid first and like punk music oh, and all that stuff, right. you know? So Glassjaw and Hatebreed kind of swayed my, you know, those were the bands for me at the time. But again, I'm finding like Glassjaw and Roadrunner Records, you know what I mean? So like it's yeah. Nickelback, Slipknot, Glassjaw, Fear Factory, and some other people, you know, at the time. But those Glassjaw records, especially uh, what was the first full length? Is it the... Everything the, you want to know about silence? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a vocal performance. Yeah, I just that had it. I just uh, I just had Daryl on the podcast a Friday, dude. I we toured. We never toured with Glassjaw, but we toured with him when he was uh, with Head Automatica. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Head Automatica and like Drowning Man and us. It was some random stuff. That would have been a like, weird was, one. Or Sky Came Falling. I can't remember. It was a long time. I think Sky Came Falling. I think, I think Sky Came Falling was the yeah. Because I think yeah. we even mentioned it on the podcast uh, that we just did. But yeah, um, yeah. He never does any like that kind of press stuff. So when we had the opportunity. I like, of course we drove six hours to go do it. Uh, but yeah, you know, and he's, he was always a cool dude. He's a character. He's an artist. I of like course. Him. Of course. Um, so let's get into the new project. Dead Icarus. Uh, 
what deal i kind of have an idea where the name came from and this could be uh you could maybe clarify or or um agree with what i'm about to say but you know icarus to me is like the guy who um flew too close to the sun in the greek mythology and whatnot so is that kind of like a play on that whereas like where you know your time in a tray you you guys did ascend to some you know ungodly heavy realm level early on is that is that a play on words for that kind of time and moment i think i think for me when when i kind of like i thought of the the names i don't even know if i had too many other names it just like i think that was one of the first things i landed on so maybe it was just being lazy but <laughs> it felt so right like for i'm greek as well okay so the the, the, the parable or the, the myth whatever it is of icarus is is, a, is from greek culture right so I, it's been in my life my whole life i remember that story you know it's like it's very much like the greek movie you know like growing up like your dad my dad has indoctrinated me into to the mythology and stuff so it just felt kind of natural i was trying to think of names and you know this whole thing to me is is it just, it's like a bigger thing about life and learning and going through things and experiencing stuff and and coming out of it better mm. and 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 to me dead icarus is yeah it's that i flew too it's not necessarily like with a train stuff it's just like like my personal thing is like I flew too close to the sun. I wanted what I knew I shouldn't grab for. You know what I mean? And I and I got burned for it. You know what I mean? And to me, it's just a reminder to be genuine. You know what I'm? You, you know what I mean? Um, to listen to that inner voice because the inner voice was firing through those years at certain points. But there's so much other stuff going on. You know how do you you know express some some of these feelings and yeah. stuff? And and now I it's unmitigated. You know what I mean? Uh, you know. I can I can express everything any way that I like um, now with with that Icarus and yeah. the name to me is 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 basically you know like what you said you you hit it perfectly on the head you know it's okay. reached and fell you know interesting and it's it's crazy what you brought up about like that internal voice because like um, I turned forty this year and uh, I've always had that like internal dialogue of like hey maybe not do that or do this and then someone else mentioned something or your parents might say something or somebody else in your friend group has a, a, a different view and um, time after time after time whenever I've listened to somebody else it's not worked out for me so at some point I just decided to fuck that I'm not doing it anymore my your quote-unquote gut or your gumption or whatever that internal monologue like you should probably follow that and so hopefully younger kids are listening to you and I talk about this right now and that they will you know hear a bunch of older dudes talk about like I should have followed my inner monologue earlier on but really in, in general that's what it is like you know you hit it kind of um when you don't when you don't really listen to like internally and what your voice is saying you're gonna be led astray for the most part or you can be led astray and um it's gonna take you taking some lumps for you to figure that out but i mean like if you ever been in a relationship like say with a partner or, or a lover or whatever and you have this like weird feeling that something's going on there might be a reason for that you know what i mean there might be a reason for you getting yeah, those right. feelings or getting that getting that inner monologue churning there's a reason for it and you, you you probably should listen to it at the most point no for sure give me one second my dog is barking nonstop. it's all natural man it's natural life it's natural it's natural right. natural combo <laughs> get this guy to come in here what kind of dog do you got he is a american bulldog oh nice nice i've got a little go ahead go ahead he's a little over a year old so he's oh, okay. still the big dopey puppy <laughs> that's a, that's a good time that's a good time 
uh, <laughs> I've got like a almost 13 year old boxer and then my girl's got two seven year old chihuahuas. So yeah, I'm, I'm fully aware they can get a little yappy every now and then, you know? Oh man. He's, he's been fired up. He knows he can tell when I'm doing something and he knows yeah. I'll just go sit outside his office door and bark. And then he doesn't even come in here and he wants to go outside. So yeah. he's following his internal compass. This son of a bitch <laughs> yeah. listening to me too much. But yeah, I think that, I think that everybody should do it. I think it's easier to, to listen to internal compass now because of how, like open-minded everyone has become musically i mean metal 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 and hardcore would be pretty gatekeepy you know what i mean um and and now i think with so many bands like merging things and having different styles and there's so many sub genres it's almost fucking ridiculous like there's so many different cores like i can't keep up um so it's <laughs> i can't you know either, Alex. I, mean? I can't either <laughs> there's so many um and it's so I think it's all like people are getting just like, fuck it. I don't care. I just like what I like now. I think we're moving towards more to that. The younger you are, I think you're, you're more opinionated. Like, no, I only like this. But I think now we see, you know, all these bands and everybody taking leaps or sticking to their guns more. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I remember at times, this is kind of weird. This is where my mind would go. But we'd be playing in a Treyu. And a lot of times performing for me, like especially screaming stuff, not like autopilot, but it's like on autopilot. Like I've done it so much, mm -hmm. pretty good shape and condition for it. Like I can just do it. So my mind sometimes wanders when I'm playing. And I'm, and I, I may have smoked some weed in my life. And so I'm, it's okay. I just remember, it's an okay thing to I'm do. Never, remember being pretty high and playing and just being like, am I going to still be doing this when I'm 40? Like what's it going to be like then, you know, just screaming. Like we got to, I got to adapt. I need mm. to adapt and da da da. Now, like I'm 40 and I'm like like practicing screaming. I'm like, how can I get like more brutal sounding, or yeah, how can yeah, I get yeah. like a weird tone or texture to this or that? So it's kind of funny how things come full circle. I think singing and screaming or screaming has become a lot more legitimized yep. uh, as a form of vocal expression, and which I take no credit for. I'm simply saying it has become that way. Um, and I think like uh, some dudes and that's only in a couple of years, I think it's happened more like, you know, uh, Melissa Cross has coined. I think she's coined these terms because I don't remember like fry screaming or false chord. Her mm -hmm. or somebody has come up with these terms and they're pretty helpful uh, in, in, in ways of like just quantifying. OK, that's what that's what's going on. But that's how this person is using their instrument. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, back in and the I day, remember, I remember back in the day, there was only like when I because I used to be in a band 20 something fucking years ago that no one heard of. But, uh, you know, I remember when I would do vocals, I was like, that's just what my voice sounds like. And then now, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's so many different techniques and this or the other that I was like, oh, I had like a shitty vocal, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just try not to blow it out. Like that was all, I was like, you know, after after we had been banned just for a little bit, I remember some, like Wiz is when we were very, very young, um, like 19s mm -hmm. or, or 18s around there. And some of the some of the friends are like, Alex sing, sounds different when he's playing live. Like his voice sounds different. It's like a little higher, or this or that. Mm. And I guess like I would already already naturally like fry screaming a little bit at a like screaming at a lower level because you can't you can't like legitimately anybody knows anything. You can't really sit there and be like you're yelling mad for yeah, a set. Like your your voice is gone. So. I remember I love this band. One of my favorite hardcore bands is a band Indecision, mm -hmm. and Indecision had a like early like on most precious blood or one of their early albums they had like crank calls at the end and it was a crank call and there was like because of like whatever those guys beast the, not the beastie boys fuck them all damn it the guys jerky boys calls. yes those yeah the jerky boys. boys hilarious 
So they, they set up like some sort of ad and they would jerky boys people, right? And it was like an ad for a New York hardcore singer. So they like, they get the guy to call in and yeah. he's like, yeah, go ahead and audition for me. And the dude's like, what? He's like, yeah, and like, I don't know who's on the phone from Indecision, but he's like, come on, like, give me like your best, like, what's up, what's up, yeah. And he's doing it at the low voice level. And I just remember then, you know, kind of light bulb going in my head. I was like, oh, his voice sounds like a scream, but he's not going like full, you're not going full bore, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like an aha moment for me to pull way back and, you know, if you if you go look and google when that record came out it, it's been a while so it's, that information has been in my head for it's just funny the weird things and how they interpret because i fe- like i found i'm like man if i go like full bore like like ah, all all in like my voice only sounds a little bit different mm-hmm. and i'm taking away the whole rest of the tour sounding good i'm gonna sound good for the first week and a half yeah. you know so yeah. you know that that helped and then getting in better shape when a trade first started i wasn't in very good physical shape and i, I would always get sinus infections mm-hmm. and all these other things and i kind of my changed my lifestyle i guess and i got rid of a lot of that and it's kind of helped me you know perform and, and keep my voice uh keep it as beautiful natural all these years um but yeah i remember for a while being vibed out going on stage and being like fuck i can't scream and we we're playing like falling down and i was like fuck is this my future because that's not my favorite song, to be honest. If, if, we're, if, we're, if I had to say, like, what well, wasn't my favorite song in a tray, it would have been falling down. Mm. You know, uh, for, for favorites, it's easy. You know, anything on the curse of death grip, I fucking love. Yeah. Uh, but, but so, and suicide notes. Um, so it's just kind of like, man, it's funny how things change, you know, how, how streamers have got it. So I think in modern times, it's a super long way to get the dude from, I'm bad with names and I don't know anybody. Um, the dude from Slaughter to Prevail and the Lorna Shore, mm-hmm. uh, give those guys props for kind of like making people take a style of vocal that most people be like, well, what is this? Like, well, the mainstream would very, very much look down upon and they're doing very, very well for themselves yes. with it. I think that's badass. Yeah. You know, I think that's cool, you know? And it's weird, uh, you know, to kind of like piggyback off what you were saying earlier, like back in the early 2000s, there was no one that you know as a vocalist like you or i could be like i'm gonna google how to sound like this it was basically like like you said you heard someone on the fucking you know uh crank anchors type fucking yeah. phone call at the end of an album to where it clicked in your head and go oh maybe he's not going full bore like there was nowhere to look up there's yeah. no fucking person that you could like hey friend uh well maybe like another vocalist maybe but even then like in my head i was like that's is what that Those guy's voice secrets. yeah that's what that guy's voice sounds like though you know what i mean my voice doesn't mm-hmm. just sound like that but in reality now you have like uh the extreme metal vocalist guy david he has all these like videos and there's multiple people that do this but he's just the one in my head right now david does all these videos where he can teach you how to fry scream teach you how to guttural scream teach you all these things and it's kind of like Wow, if I had that when I was fucking 19, that'd have been a different. I'd I'd be doing something different, I would think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm only I'm only a little bit familiar with that dude. I wish I had more hours in the day <laughs> to like go go down a wormhole. A lot of it I think is so personal too. I think like with screaming and stuff, it's like finding what works for you and your voice um you know, and 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 taking that, you know. Um and you know, a lot of I think that's the best way to go, you know, get, take, take what, what all these people give you, but I have exercises from some famous coaches or whatever that are garbage and I have something to give me that's gold too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like assimilate to like what works for you and what can like work in your brain. That's the same with like jujitsu. I trained jujitsu. I trained oh, jujitsu cool. for a long time. And like, if you, you know, 
take what you can take in, but don't try to like, I'm going to learn every single move in class this week. Like that's not the fucking way jujitsu works. I know some, some higher belt maybe is going to disagree with me and they know better. But in, in, from, from the way my mind works is let's say we learn six moves that week. I'm probably not going to learn them all that in in the, in the, in the 30 minutes that we drilled them. What's the one or two or the one that sticks What's the one or two that sticks? Two is a leap for me, but what's the one that sticks? I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I'm going to apply that. I'm going to learn how to use that properly. And then, you know, next week we'll, we're back at it. Maybe we get another one in there. You know, it's a slow a- a- accumulation of skills. And life is just like that. Of However you want to look at it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what's cool for jujitsu is it lets like bros like quantify life in different ways. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, well, I work hard here and I can do better. And now I work hard just little pieces at a time. And man, I needed that reminder. I got, I hadn't trained for years. You know, I'd earned a, I earned a, a blue belt, uh, 15 years ago when I was maybe mm. 23 or 24. Um, and then I, I trained for th- probably three years semi seriously. Uh, and then I stopped training a little bit. I think once you get a blue belt, I think every, oh, like a, there's like jokes on the internet about how dudes stop training right away. <laughs> so I became that joke. Um, and then I came back to it when I turned 40 because I, dude, I, you know, I'll be honest, but the pandemic was slowly going away, but still in effect that, you know, uh, the separation from a tray you had left me with not a ton of friends, you know, and, yeah. and, and I realized that they didn't have the same interest as me anyway. Like we're very different people, the guys in the band and me, we have very, very different pursuits. And in my mind in particular, unfortunately works different than most people I know. Um, isn't and that so, the case? isn't that the case sometimes? <laughs> yeah. But, and I feel good about it because I watched this Jordan, this Jordan Peterson thing from a long time ago. I'm not huge on everything that guy says. I'm not huge on everything anybody says. But it was about how like certain type of artists or certain type of people communicate. And and as he's giving the speech, I'm like, oh man, that's me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like that. But it's not necessarily a good thing. It's just like the random way, like my like my mind processes and then like kicks out what's going in there. And I see it in my son. Um, and so it's weird. It's a cool, it's a cool thing, but it's also frustrating because yeah. I'm like, I, Hey, how, do, why do you got that shirt on? Uh, you, you're wearing a different shirt that, that you had on when you came home from basketball practice, he's got a different shirt on. And he starts telling me about like gum on his shoe. <laughs> why am gum on his shoe? And we go this back and forth forever and I'm tearing my hair out. There was a time I cleaned gum off of his shoe that he shot a video for this dude who, and this guy came back and gave them t-shirts for doing the video. Oh. But his way of tying it all together was the gum on the shoe. It's like, fuck, abstract thinker, dude. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And, and well, I fall into that category. Yeah, at least you can guide them a little bit as, as life goes on. You can hopefully kind of wrangle it in there and guide them a little bit. I was really worried uh, when he was first born. I was... I, 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 how old? How, I, you don't have to ask. I don't want to know. I don't want to know any personal information. But how old is no. your son? Oh, my son's nine. Nine. Okay. Nine yeah. Okay. Old. Cool. I got nine, uh, nine, seven, and three. Oh, you got a whole, whole, whole crew of them, huh? Yeah, yeah. Two <laughs> girls and one boy. And and my son, I was very afraid. I'm very afraid he's going to become like me. I, I, I think it's cool to say like talk about mental health these days. Mm-hmm. So I try not to. Everybody else likes to. I just try to deal with my shit. But I, feel I like suffer from. I suffer with some things just like everybody does. And I didn't want to see my son become like me. Yeah. You know, and once I saw him grow more, it's like, I didn't want to see him like me. I don't want to see either of girls like me. And when my last daughter was born, the realization really sunk in about my depression and about some issues that I was having. And I was like, fuck, like I can't let these kids be like me. 
which unfortunately leads that can lead you to some other like pretty pretty bad things right yeah. bad thoughts and and then you like for me i just I, I i like i think about them and i think about how like my job is to to lead them not make them not like me they're going to be like me but like make them better right. than me and make them learn right. you have certain things built inside of you uh and you're built a certain way and some of it's are going to be huge advantages some of it is going to be a huge advantage and some of it's going to be a huge disadvantage so you need to learn how to manipulate yourself yeah and that's if i can give them that with my time left uh on earth i think you know i'll be very very happy you know um mm-hmm. You know, it's all, it's all about the journey now. If I can understand Definitely. myself more, to so understand them, and then having them, you know, do you have you have kids? Do we say? I, I, I do. I do not. I do not have kids. If it fucks with you, man, uh, it really does. So. Like I, I have nieces though. and nephews. From my younger sisters, yeah. have nieces and nephews, so that also fucks with me a little bit. But yeah, I can sure, only like, imagine. And so it's it's just been like a mind blowing thing, you know, um, the progression of my life and my mindset through each child, and the last one really tipped the scales. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, the last one I had a. You know, she came along when, like, you know, like I said, you know, at a weird I'm, time, at a weird time. Of your all life. of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, everything's changed. You know, and I'm like, oh crap, like we're having a baby. Yeah. You know, so it. But what an awesome time to like get inspired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If there was a time to pull your head out of your ass and like shit, yeah. like learn how to deal with your personal problems, I'd say that's the fucking time. I, I think was going to say it's almost kind of like a saving grace kind of like where like, yeah, all every like not only is the pandemic happening and the band's falling apart, but now at least you have something kind of almost to kind of distract you a little bit. Although it does yeah. probably give you a little bit of like, like you said, worry oh, and like what am I going to do and this and the other shit, but at yeah. least you're spending time right thinking there. about that too on the other and not dwelling on the other stuff. Dude, gray hair, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it gave me some gray hair, but, but, life is is great i don't know you know i'm not a big religious man or mm-hmm. you know i don't know if it's god or a higher power or whatever but it takes care of me things keep things keep going in the right way like and i think it's because truly inside i try not to be a son of a bitch mm-hmm. i might say some dumb stuff sometimes but like you're only human dude it, we, but we all but, but and that's that's part of the, that's part of like the learning process part of everything it's helped my compassion like with other people where before i might be like fuck this dude or oh that's stupid i might instantly be judgmental about something my ch- having my children and having my personal like journey man like i just i want to be a part of like rad and and good productive things yeah. in in my world you know what i mean and and teaching the kids and trying to um raise them in a way that like if i was gone tomorrow did i give them the right foundation to go forward uh, that that's so important to me you know yeah. what i mean uh mm-hmm. and i think i wish more parents care you know i i see I, now that we're growing up i see so many you know he's lucky that the group that he runs with um they all got parents that are invested some are law enforcement and they're they're cognizant and they're in their children's lives and i think we have a problem in this country of people kind of checking out and it's easy we got mm-hmm. so much other shit going on but yeah and Some people are just having to, kids just to have kids, and then it's not really they don't yeah, raise the yeah. kid. And that was not that was not a luxury, you know. Without going too much into my personal stuff, and maybe someone out there is experiencing the same thing. With you know, my wife and I weren't even supposed to be able to have kids. We were mm-hmm. we were lucky enough to be able to uh, through IVF um, for for my first my first two children, and then my last child is is we call it the miracle baby. 
uh, because, you know, we weren't supposed to have kids and we had kids at, at arguably the craziest time to do that. Hey, that might have been um, the reason why. You never know. The universe might have been I like, think, here it is. I think you're correct. Yeah. I think you're correct. I, I'm, I'm sure that it was the reason why. You know, I hear religious people say that these these things are what, like, and I, like maybe I'm slowly getting converted, but like, uh, that's not metal. Take that shit out yeah, of yeah. you. <laughs> but something about Satan right there. Uh, they say, like, whatever it's like, the obstacles in life or whatever, like God's things to test you. Well, in God, a room of whatever, it's the universe's way of testing me. Like, how would I, re- how am I going to respond to this stuff? How can I rise above? How can I make the, the best out of it? I didn't, I didn't always embrace that mindset. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, dude, life's a learning experience. You know what I mean? And uh, where I'm at now is, is, is it feels fun, man. It feels cool. You know what I mean? I'm seeing my kids, my son's getting into music. Cool. Son's yeah, super awesome. into, like, Green Day and the Descendants. He loves the Descendants. Uh, I love the Descendants too, but we have to take a little bit breaks from the Descendants yeah, because no, I get it. a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's awesome to see his obsession because he's like me, right? So I already know he's gonna obsess. How obsessed he gets with these bands. He's like, Dad, Green Day sent me an email yesterday on Spotify that said I'm a super listener, and they thanked me and they told me this stuff. And they're just, you know they're selling tickets right, right, for right. like a tour. But I was like, dude, that's so awesome. Normally the pragmatic person in me shits on that somehow and ruins it right but i was like you know i'm like oh that's so great buddy you know it's so cool that they appreciate you you know what what's you know what's your favorite song what do you like to listen to you know uh how long you know uh, make him feel good about it like and i think like what if everybody treated each other we have to kiss each other's ass but what if we treated each other kind of like that you know what i mean just a little bit better and that's kind of been my thing like how, how can i do that either treat people nicely or just be hands off you know yeah. but everything comes back on you i've seen it I've seen it to some people who've done some fucked up shit to me. I see how it comes back on them. And, and man, I'm going to live in the, I'm going to try to live in the right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. For, for as long as I can, you know? I agree to that. Yeah, it's weird where life takes you. I mean, I never saw myself being here, but here we are, you know? And one thing leads to another, just like it's for you. One thing's led to another. Um, oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. Before, <laughs> I, cu- before I cut you loose here, because we're running on an hour, which goes by quick. Which is Sorry, bro. I ramble. No, no, it's fine. It goes by. It goes by quick. And again, like I told you beforehand, this is not like an interview. So, so by all means, more off, uh, off the beaten path we go, the better. But um, yeah, I felt like you green lighted that. You asked. Yeah, for yeah, it, yeah. That's what I do. I, I'm, I'm a gaslight and green light all I can. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but anyway, you you brought up uh, I think before we got on the podcast that you that you paint. Uh, how often do you do you do kind of like um, physical media art or like painting or anything like that? I, I've been slacking a little on physical media, maybe for the past year and a half since I discovered I was real slow to come along to uh, the tablet and procreate. Ah, uh, yes. But I've been doing so much art and so much stuff for Dead Icarus. Um, I made like the second music video uh, that that we did. I, I, you know, and learning all these things and doing it that uh, I haven't got to do like physical paint. Like I painted this thing up here behind me. I was going to ask. Like, yeah, I was going to ask because that's a pretty cool like uh, graffiti esque like type pop. thing. Yeah, yeah like a pop art mix mm-hmm. whatever i did this uh, sort of pop art thing over here very cool um, are those like so uh, yeah. are those lithographs are those printed after the fact or are those painted like on those canvases no that's that's like like hours like underpainting okay and all but it's it sucks 40 by 60 i think, I think it's pretty 40 cool by 60. I, gotta, I gotta give you prompts on that because i also do kind of like graffiti and artwork and stuff like that so i understand yeah. how fucking difficult that was thank you yeah no it, it was fun like for, for this one behind me I, I always like Donald Duck. Like, there's there's more to it than just this Donald Duck, but it's got like the devil Donald Duck and then the, the angel Donald Duck over here mm. and then him cussing in the middle. But it's just about like, th- that's the real side of people. 
that's the reality of people and not mickey mouse you know mickey mouse is fake as fuck like he's nice and he's happy all the time and life is so great for him and it's so that that's not really life and i always associated more like as a little kid like donald i like donald more he would get mad but he still meant well and he liked daisy he's a good dude but a little bit of a mouth here and there i, I could he was more relatable he's more real you know, I always I make a joke that Goofy is fucking Goofy. He's too stupid. Right. Like, who really is like, oh, gosh, well, Goofy's my favorite. And if if, if you're out there and Goofy's your favorite, I'm sorry. You know, but it should you know, rethink move your on. Life. Better... Rethink your life. There's a reason why you're Rethink it, man. You could, you could do better than Goofy. Yeah. You could do better. Yeah, we all could. Uh, so, yeah, man. No, it, it's exciting. Uh, the, the physical stuff. But I should do it more. I just haven't had a chance. And then it's hard too because I'm like, oh man, it'd be cool to paint an album cover or something. But you have to do it small. If I do it huge, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't translate mm-hmm. the same way. Some of the fun stuff of this is how big it is. Yes. Uh, or, or the the pop art demon mm-hmm. one over here. It's, it's dude, that thing is huge. And so it's kind of interesting to see uh, up in person. And then I had a series I did that was a bunch of, it was like tattoo flash that I had just the outline of and then there was layers like there's layers in this donald one of if it was wolf art i went and researched and found different depictions of wolves in like mayan art Mm. or a greek art or different different cultural arts and then i reappropriated them on the (laughs) painting somewhere you know whether it's messy or graffiti or whatever but it's all like wolves on this one or it's all snakes on one or it's all all panthers on another uh so that, that's my mind works you know mm. all the time i like to create someone was asking me the other day like you know you like to do all these other things but take you away from music and it's like i realized that music is secondary music was my first form but like i'm a creator and not in this yeah. way of like a youtube person but i i have to create i'm not i'm not i'm that only that brain i don't have i don't possess the ability of that yeah. the other the, the math brain um i, I only function in this world that's you like, know what i mean me. yeah totally me i get that too and it's like um i always um because i have like adhd and stuff like that so where where it goes like i'm always doing like lamb goat stuff right but i'm also doing like a, i'm doing a bunch of other things too that no one knows about but you know yeah. my day-to-day always comes back to this lamb goat thing which is cool and I've, i'm glad that i found something that like because I've always been passionate. I started doing like this music journalism stuff like way back in the early 2000s on my own website. And just so happens that, you know, I've come into working with the website I used to visit as a kid and then, you know, stepping into the yeah. the seat of running the whole thing, which is insane too. But, um, you know, it's like, <clears throat> it's just crazy how that, that works. But I always, I'm always doing fucking other things. Like I have other hobbies. Like, you know, you know, you have other hobbies and like, because we're passionate about those things, whether they're on a different level of passions, you know, you may like one thing more than the other thing or whatever, but because of the, the way my brain works, I'm going to be touching base on all of them all the time, no matter what. And it doesn't seem like it's, um, to the late, to the other person, it could be like, I'm all over the place. But to me, it seems like I got to do this and then that, and then that, and I can do it in the span of like, doing the sim- same thing at, at one time you know i can do lamb goat and do some art on the side if i'm you know at my desk or something let me throw this out there and see if you get this do you feel weird when you don't like get stuff done like i'll feel very weird if i'm like oh man i didn't do this i didn't like check off something i just oh, yeah, sat yeah. around and watched like halo i can't that's that's the other thing yeah. too and when can't i do it as i've gotten older i mean as i got as i've gotten older like video games were definitely something that because of the 
constant movement on the screen and the, you know, always like working okay. towards a goal type thing and, you know, wanting to get the next badge or complete the next part of the, the game. That was very like, um, I would sit in front of the screen for hours and play video games or, or watch TV, similar thing, right? Changing mm-hmm. images, flashing, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, like an ant, like a fly to the light. You're just looking at it. But as I've gotten older, it's like, I start feeling like, way bad if i'm sitting watching tv or playing video games i'm like shit i could be doing something else right now dude you know and that's that's a bummer but i also think that at some point i have to do give myself like an hour a night or something like that just to fucking do it dude you have to you have to you have to learn that ability yeah i think i that that's definitely true you have to learn it i think that's something i've come into a little bit i'm letting myself watch tv a little bit more than i used to not watch any Um, and and it was a huge form of uh of stimulus for writing like horror movies and, and uh, movies are just huge like turns my brain on and, and gets me moving i just stop watching everything and i'm just like focused on like you know i i build guitars too so i build guitars nice. or i'm painting or i'm doing something for the band or i'm practicing singing or i'm being a dad like it's all over but it's it's yeah, i love it but i feel we- like i feel weird if i don't do all that stuff but yeah if you don't make the, the time for yourself I realized I started to see how those things would suffer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I need to start working out again. I stopped working out for a while. I got a little depressed after some things went down in 2020. Yeah, I'm, so I'm I, I just was just drinking tons of Modelo and not working out. And then I just kind of like, so my God, like, what am I doing? Like, again, with the kids, I'm like, God, like what example, you know, I saw some influencer, some dude I look up to doing the thing of mine where he's talking shit at you for being a piece of crap <laughs> and setting a bad example for your kids. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I was supposed to see that for a reason, right? Yeah, like yeah. the internet or something put that in front of me for a reason, Alex, go on a walk, do some push-ups, you know, yep. uh, be the, be in control, be the master of your own destiny or, or be at the hand of someone else. You know, I'd rather be the master. Yeah. I added a, I added a new fucking thing to my life during the pandemic too, which was uh, running. And then I went down like a rabbit hole on YouTube of like, I think it might've started because um, <laughs> at some point I was like listening to like, the Rogan podcast and he had a guest uh her name is Courtney DeWalter and she had just finished like the Moab 240 I think it is and that's a 240 yeah. mile like ultra marathon where you run for like a week straight right like you may like pass out on the trail for like an hour at a time and wake up and get fucking moving again you know what I mean but like I in my head that broke my brain I'd never really thought that like anyone ran that far ever and why would you and then Goggins, bro. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, then you get <laughs> then you get Goggins, and you're like, oh fuck, this guy's an insane person. And you know, I listened to him, and uh, especially for running, like I got into that, and um, I got injured twice, so I got like running injuries in the last two years, and I'm currently uh, I should be running again, but I'm just getting over like a year long battle of like plantar fasciitis, which comes and goes, which is a pain in the ass. But the goal. Uh, I think for this year being 40 is to run up my first ultra, which is 31.5 miles, which is fucking stupid, right? Yeah, it's dumb, right? But again, like, you know, it's one of those things where like when you, it's daunting, but when you're in it, like you're just in it and like you have a goal of like, just finish the race or finish the distance. And it's exactly, it's crazy. And it's mindset stuff too. Like working out or or running is very mental. Like, I, I use a lot of the, and this is going to sound kind of lame, but like I, I use this app when I was getting into uh, running called the Nike Run Club, and anyone can download it, obviously. But they have these like guided runs, and within that run, you have like this coach which is saying the lamest things to you, and it'll pop in, you know, like 
10 minutes into the run be like, oh, hey, you're almost there. Or like, hey, you're on the back. You're, it's all downhill from here. You're halfway through. And like that all downhill from here, like you're, you're, once you crest the halfway point of yeah. a run, holy shit. Like it could be like a 14-mile run. If I get to seven miles, I'm like, dude, seven more is no problem. You know what I mean? And that's daunting still though. But it, yeah, that mindset just keeps you moving, dude. I think it'd be funny like <clears throat> you had me or somebody – be that voice and it came on and it was like hmm, seven minute or nine minute mile huh yeah Let's no that's a little faster it, they'd be saying a little they'd be saying like a ten and a half minute mile huh yeah i'd be like yeah i'm jogging out here man he's okay. just it just talks shit to you it's like oh, last week was better have yeah. a good one like, that'd oh, be wow. yeah that's like if goggins had his own fucking workout app or something like that hey motherfucker yeah. you need to get to that next quarter mile yeah. just screaming at you yeah he's a character man i love it i think i think people if, if you set that goal and even if you don't reach it, but you go through all the steps and, co- and commit to it and try to, to try to achieve it, you'll still be better off in life than you were than if you did it. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Of course. Sometimes the act and the journey, even if we fall short, we don't get that gold medal or silver or bronze. We're not even on the podium. The act of stepping up to the plate, training and trying. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, we're not all going to be fucking champions, baby. We, you know, no, some of us go awesome. out there and, there's a re- not everyone can be a champion, you know what I mean? That's why there's like a difference between champion and everyday people. Yeah, for sure, there's tears to it. And I, so I think like anything like that, I think that the number one thing that people could do for their like mental health and everything above drugs and above everything else is, is a daily daily exercise. Whether that's a walk or mm-hmm. uh, working out. Man, I put off, you know, so I'll keep rambling, I'll stop here in a second, but I, I used to think walking was a joke. Like I Same, same. Oh my and God. I, oh, that's I their so workout? Too. Yeah. And now I'm dude, I... I followed this one dude I've respected for a while and I've reconnected with his teachings and he's out there, this dude, Mike, Mike Dolce, and he's just preaching about walking and he gives you his science behind it. And I'm like, all right, look, I've tried all this other bullshit things. Like this seems pretty fucking easy. Just got to go walk every day. Mm-hmm. So like every day I got up and I would, I go walk. I walked for like, I, I will always walk for like one hour every now and then I give myself a 15 minute one, but every day, like seven days a week now, I think for the past month, before I was kind of like spotty and I would miss here yeah. and there. And now I really try not to miss. The only way I allow a miss is if like I go to jujitsu that day or I have such a such a large caloric deficit that I'm creating through activity through that day that I can justify it. But other than that, like every day I go, I'm, I live in Southern California, so I have the benefit of it being kind of sunny. But I have that hour. It's usually first thing in the morning, right after I drop my kids off. I'm, I'm always fasted when I do it and because mm. uh, I'm not burning glycogen i'm not going above a certain heart rate i'm tracking like i wear a whoop monitor and i try to keep it at a certain heart rate i'm always below 120 it's fucking nerdy but i do it no no i get and then like you know every five minutes i rack out you know now i do 13 push-ups uh and i do it every five minutes so at the end i have 13 rounds of 13 Mm push-ups or i i do pull-ups now my neighbors think i'm crazy because i just go back and forth i do 13 laps on my street of just walking back and forth and then do pull-ups in my garage but at the end of it i'm at more static pull-ups than i've ever done in my life how many can you do how many can you do you don't have to tell me some wild ass number because it's impressive pull-ups are impressive on their own no 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 if i'm just sit if i'm sitting here palms facing me boom racking hanging i i can do 10 no no problem dead hang palms facing me palm facing away my body dynamic something about it's always been harder for me yeah i'm a, i could hit 10 but it would be like yeah, yeah. you know i would need to parse it out but if i parse it out today today i did you know i want around 60 mm. um in an hour 
and so for me, that's good. I'm still getting in the volume. I'm still doing it. It's not as fast, but over time, this accumulates. And over time, I add more yeah. and add more. Like at the push-ups, I started at 10, and now I do 13. So I'm slowly increasing right. my volume over time, which would be periodized training, which does work in strength training. Um, and man, I, I'm seeing results. Like I've lost I've lost a significant amount of weight. I've also like cleaned up my diet and being more responsible and not, I won't keep beer in the house. Uh, I allow myself to <laughs> drink it, but I don't yeah, keep yeah, it in the house. Same, same. And I never been a, a type who goes to bars, but if I go to friends for UFC, I'm going to have a Modelo. It's mostly you know? like if I go to shows, that's like where it's, I, I, if I go to a show, like, which is going to be yeah. like once a week, twice a week, once every two weeks or whatever, I'm definitely going to like have a beer. And then that just leads to four, you know? So it's like, whatever. And I, I give myself that because I used to be like, I used to just drink like every day or, you know, like whatever, let's drink tonight with the boys or like whatever. But now it's gone to where it's just like, oh, I'm just going to drink at the, at the, the number, shows. <laughs> the number creep, the number of like from one to four to five to six creeps up real fast. And of that's course. what got me over the pandemic. I didn't even realize it. And I'm like, oh man, I'm not working out and I'm drinking six beers a day and I'm not that tipsy at all. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> is it worth it's it? Tight. Is it worth and it? I'm a, I'm a hundred at that point, you know, I'm not a heavy dude no matter what, but I'm maybe like, I'm just under 180 at that point. I'm not a big dude to be putting down that many beers in a short time frame. I should be feeling something, yeah. you know, especially because uh, you spent so, most of your career on stage with your shirt off. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got a, you got a <laughs> no, reputation no, to hold. Yeah, no you know? pressure there. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I think, you know, it's interesting that you said that one of the things well, you said something really about one to four with the beers. But one of the things that guy Dolce says is like, nobody can have just one cookie. It'd be OK if you could just go oh, in yeah, your kitchen agree. and have one cookie. But you can't. You know, I take that as a personal challenge. Mm. And every now and then I just have one cookie and it works out OK. But you, you got to like mind. You have to mind fight it because once that delicious, I love these oatmeal vegan chocolate. I'm not vegan or anything like that. I just I love this particular cookie. Trader Joe's makes these oatmeal vegan chocolate chip cookies. They're wonderful. I just yeah, I could eat the whole box, the whole little package at a time. But it's like that's my thing now. I was like, man, just eat one. Just be responsible. Or a piece of like cho- like giant chocolate. Eat one. You yeah. know, I think in life too, like people, if we just use like these small common sense things, we but we want it to all be fast. We want to be in shape right away. We don't want to work out all the time. That's we don't the, want to. Yeah, sack that's the work. hard part. the The working, yeah. the working towards it, you might take months, man, and you might not see yeah. anything for a while. And, and that's and that's the hardest part. So it's just like, dude, live a life in moderation. You know, be healthy, have goals, and just slowly try to go there. And that that's where I am now. And because I'm older, dude, it's not. You know, I can't, I can't lump, I can't handle the volume in training or in life that I used to. Mm-hmm. So now I'm smarter about where I apply myself and how I apply myself, and I can actually do more better with less yeah. which is kind of crazy but it's all mindset man it's all like mindset and i think so i think a hundred percent you should do that uh the 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 big one the marathon because that's awesome yeah. man the, the most i ever got down was like i did some of those spartan races and maybe those were like 10 miles or maybe there yeah, was one the, that was longer but again you're doing like you're trudging through like mud and getting zapped by certain things and you have to like go over these walls i i mean the tough mudders and the spartan races i've seen a lot of that stuff i wouldn't i don't know if i would do that I like the whole like just getting my like one ten uh, you know like uh sorry ten thirty pace nine nine thirty pace and just kind of like trudging along for just hours. Chugging it out, <laughs> yeah. dude. For that many miles, it's just crazy. It's so and it's, and in like Florida, I that. in Florida, it's tough because it's all flat. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like I watch a lot of videos on on uh, people doing trails, trail running, and people doing like all these other. There's not ever really like an ultra that's on the street. You know, like no one's running an ultra marathon no. on the street. They're running it in like 
uh, you know, woods or in the mountains or something like that. So it's, there's an, another element to that. And I don't have that ability to like practice that so much here in Florida, but yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully this is the year I'm, I'm going to strive my hardest to do that this year, but it's fucking daunting too, you know? Dude, you you have my support, man. I want to I want to see it. I think you can do it, man. If you, like why said, don't we you why, you... we should train together, and you should do one too, and we'll just like satellite. We'll satellite ultra <laughs> satellite to training. How many miles is it? Thirty one and a half. Oof. It's a fifty k. Fifty k is what that is. Fifty k. Oof, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. I'll support you're, you, though. You're come, doing, dude, you're doing pull-ups and shit. Like, that's something that I wish I could do. Like, I, when I started, like, hiking and, like, walking and doing all these things, like, a couple years ago, I started hiking, like, uh, one of the goals is to hike the whole Appalachian Trail. So, I've done, you know, parts of it here and there. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, if one day, I just want to be strong enough that if, like, one day I'm slipping down a cliff or something like that and I'm holding on at the edge, I can just go, yes. yeah, <laughs> just just pull myself up. Dude, you know, I, I, I would like to think that I'm strong enough to do that. And then I watch, like, my son watches, what is it, American Ninja Warrior or some oh, of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't get us on, like, another tangent here. But, like, some of these dudes are pretty yoked. And they're yeah. having trouble pulling themselves on this thing. And I'm, like, thinking, man, if I fall off this, if we, if we fall off this proverbial cliff, we're fucked. Yeah. Like, only, a certain, so... only the right type of dude is going to be like, ah, up, you know. Maybe yeah. adrenaline will kick in. I hopefully, think adrenaline will kick hopefully, in. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'd tear a muscle for that, at least for that in that particular instance. Tear all the muscles. But, yeah, that's something, that was a fear of mine when I was walking on these trails. And I'm like – because, you know, I didn't walk – I didn't hike uh, like that when I was growing up. So, like, when I turned – like, some somewhere in the last 10 years, I started doing the hiking thing. And I was like, damn, you can, like, just be out here in the middle of nowhere and just fall off this fucking cliff or fall off these ravine and like no one's gonna fucking know dude you get gone really easily man. yeah yeah so, i think some people have got gone out there of course yeah i've i've, I've read the stories seen the, seen the videos I've, I've i've heard well man i think i'm gonna let you go it's bit because we're gonna keep rambling on about just endless yeah, on the other things oh i appreciate it. I, agree, I appreciate the conversation and um new album obviously in the works do you have like a I know this is it's going to take a, probably a month for this to come out. So, you know what I mean? I know you have the three singles. You just kind of uh, last month did So I Set Myself on Fire. That was the last single. Um, yeah. But I'm assuming all these, the, the, the three singles you've released might be part of a bigger package that's going to come out later maybe. Well, I like we get to the end and we talk about Dangerous. I'll hit it real fast. <laughs> so... We have we have we have four songs. We have another uh, one last single that's coming out. It's called Adam Furnham. It comes out December first. So by the time this comes out, Adam Furnham is going to be out. So Adam Furnham is the final single. Um, it's it's my favorite song. It's Gabe's favorite song. It's Brandon's favorite song. It's kind of the more of the direction I I see Dead Icarus going. Like just in these four songs, I've kind of learned what I like and what I don't like, and where we want to steer more and where we want to steer less. So. Um, I'm, it's the ch- most challenging song I've ever been a part of vocally hmm. and that's not just the singing parts like the screaming in it was challenging for me too like it, it's just it's just a rad song and it's uh, the way that it came out we're really excited to share we got a video for that none of these songs are attached to any album okay. these are just songs that we're releasing into the world we've already started on the full length we started last week Gabe writing and we're bouncing songs back and forth Gabe and I will be together in mid December uh, to record my vocals for it Brandon will, Brandon will slap some amazing mind blowing drums on there um, and so hopefully we're going to be wrapped in January uh, the album will hopefully come out in summer so we're going to have a new album okay. awesome. a full length album with 10 brand new songs none of these songs um in in summer uh, and it should be 
full board touring party and sleeping on people's floors whatever man uh it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting just i can't, like I can't wait to get out there just like the yes, old days yeah it's Gabe, just like old times, and I'm old. Yeah, yeah, even better. <laughs> is Gabe the one that drives around in the in the studio van uh, on Enterprise? So yes, Gabe, Gabe did that for for a long time, but <laughs> he's he's put down roots in Del Norte, Colorado. I technically I would have gone out there to record this with him, but the studio isn't finished that he's building on mm. the property that he lives at. So once they get all that dialed, because he, he records and produces bands, he'll 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 have his home base there for that. And in the future, like I'll go there to record. But these vocals were all recorded here, like in my in my house now. With, awesome, you know, stuff here, uh, which is kind of nice, you know. Yeah, don't, um, don't got to go anywhere. Uh, yeah, super awesome. You know, I feel like certain producer I worked with. Um, you know, you just have people at your house, and it's it's just insulated. You can just walk off, have a couple seconds to yourself, and come back. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have the new the new album out. Um, in summer, man. So it's exciting times. And I just want, I just want people to check it out. Check it out, hate it. Check it out, like it. Check it out, feeling different. I don't want indifference. Actually, I'll, I'll take it either loving or hating it, but no indifference. No indifference. Um, love or hate it. Yeah, love or hate it. Uh, so I wouldn't have it any other way. So, you know, thank you so much for, for the time and giving sure. me an opportunity to talk about all this stuff and ramble. And last last thing, is there is there somewhere where you can see your art? Because I would be interested in seeing more of it since obviously I'm um, staring at the you Donald know, Duck no, thing the, forever. A lot of it's on my my Instagram. Okay, I think I've like been shy artist and deleted even some of it because I'm like I don't see this shit. Um, but yeah, I should I should paint more and do like a show one day. I have all these things like oh when things slow down, I'm gonna go back to painting. <laughs> I when things slow down. You know, I'm gonna. I got some guitars. I still have to finish like three awesome builds. It's you not know what slowing I mean? down, Alex. It's only gonna get more hectic, especially as you keep I gearing know. up for Dead Icarus stuff. You know, it's only gonna get more and more hectic. I think. I, I think the goal is is once like Dead Icarus is like all all I'm focusing on. Uh, maybe it'll be easy sometimes to like take take a chunk of time out from that and like paint. You know, but for now, it's like if anything happens with that, my mind is so. Is is so rampant like what's you know taking care of whatever it is or thinking mm-hmm. about it or writing or doing something you know I'm so involved in that it's hard for me almost to like put my put my energy other places which I guess is good like you want that in your artist right like or your musician you want them to be all in you yeah. know and it's the first time I felt all in in so long you know well congratulations on that man and congratulations on Dead Icarus and all the success that hopefully will come with that man I appreciate you taking that I don't know, an hour and a half out of your day to come chat with me. <laughs> Hey man, thank you so much, man. I hope it hope it hope it comes out good. No, it will, it will. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're gonna want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians. Everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks With Johnny, streaming everywhere now.